Welcome to the County Pulse. This podcast is developed by the Virginia Association of Counties and shares with our listeners the pulse of Virginia's county governments. This episode is sponsored by Enterprise Fleet Management, the number one leasing solution for county fleets. I'm Joe Lurch, Director of Local Government Policy of the Virginia Association of Counties, and your host for this follow-up segment on preparing for the 2020 decennial census. Our guest today is Gwen Kennedy, Legislative Liaison for Loudoun County, who will be sharing with us Loudoun's preparations for the count. Welcome, Gwen. Thanks, Joe. Glad to be here. Before we get started, I wanted to remind our listeners that we introduced this topic in our last episode when Margaret Nemo Holland with Voices for Virginia and our own Katie Boyle discussed the importance of getting an accurate count of everyone living in the U.S. as of April 2020. Probably one of the most important aspects of the count is that it's used to apportion federal funds at the state and local level, estimated at about $675 billion annually. And I think in that podcast, uh, the latest figures coming from 2016 is that based on the last de- uh, decennial census, Virginia actually got $18 billion uh, across the state. Now, these include things that I think most people are, are familiar with, such as Medicaid and Medicare uh, grants and payments, SNAP benefits, housing assistance, and, of course, the all-important highway construction funds. Today, we're going to explore how one Virginia county is preparing for the count. So, Gwen, tell me the importance, not just of Loudoun, but uh, of all local governments in getting an accurate and complete count. Well, Joe, I think you touched on it a little bit already, but the perennial census is only done every 10 years, and so it's really important that localities uh, get an accurate count because that's going to be the basis for the next 10 years of how money is going to be, funding is going to be allocated. We know that the loss of federal funding for one person not counted equates to about $2,000 per person per year. So for all those people that don't get counted, that can add up for a locality and can definitely um, definitely have some issues related to providing services, uh, in providing funding for services. As you said, they definitely the census also portions representation among the states and determines the eligibility, actually, of federal funding for grants and programs. And that's also really important for localities who apply for federal grants and programs. That is all based on data that's provided through the census, either through income data. It could be data related to the census tracts or boundaries that are established as part of the census. And that is money that we as local governments can apply for and is is, again, based on census data. So it's really, really important that we get an accurate count. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the representation. I I think, you know, we know that the last time around that Virginia didn't lose any congressional seats. Um, It doesn't appear, at least some of the things that I've read, that we would lose any congressional seats with this this count, and there may even be an opportunity to pick up a seat or two. I guess that will remain to be seen. Um, One of the things that's new this time around is that in an effort to um, save money and, and hopefully to increase survey response rates, um, most households will be encouraged to fill out the census questionnaire online. Um, and, and what the census is telling everybody is, look, we're going to send you three notifications to go ahead and, and fill this thing out online. After that, if you haven't done that, I think they'll, they'll mail the actual pa- uh, paper census. And, of course, you can always do it on, on, um, on the phone confidentially. But this is definitely new. Um, what do you think are some of the challenges that this will propose, uh, pose loud, and, and how are you preparing for this? I think there are several challenges that would face loud, and, and 
a lot of other Virginia localities. One is that Loudoun County, even though we have some urban and suburban areas, half of our county is actually rural. And so we have issues with broadband service, I think, as a lot of my um, Western County counterparts do. And that's going to be difficult to ensure that there's service to actually take the survey. And so that's going to be, we're going to have to make sure that our libraries, uh, that our community centers, and there's places for people to go to actually take the survey. In addition, Loudoun County also has a a very large foreign-born population. We have um, a lot of different, I think, hundreds of languages spoken, even within our school system. And so that's also going to be a challenge, just to make sure that we are um, counting those individuals and making sure that they understand the importance of why it's important to do uh, to do the census. So we have established in Loudoun a complete count committee. That committee uh, is basically made up of individuals who have ties to the community who can give the, the community a sense of give them a, a basically a sense of trust uh, and they're trusted by the community and we've kind of developed different subcommittees that will do some some reach out to those different um, groups that includes faith-based we're looking at like education and children specifically we have a committee that's going to be focused on media and communications uh, one that's focused on community organizations special populations so these are all things that we're trying to do to make sure that we can get an accurate count. Yeah, no, that's great. In, in fact, one of the things that Margaret stressed uh, was the importance of getting, I guess, the trusted members of the community on on your local uh, complete count committee. Uh, as she said, it, you know, who are the hard, uh, folks that are hard to count and who do those people trust? It, it's very important. And, and I, I see that you all have, what, 18 members on your complete count committee? We have 20 members 20. on the complete count committee plus um, the chair of our board, the 21 total. Mm-hmm. The chair of our board, um, Chair Phyllis Randall, is going is chairing that complete count committee. Okay. Now, when did you, I mean, obviously we're a year out. I mean, obviously we kind of had the official kickoff uh, a year out um, at the state and I think at the federal level. But when did Loudon start planning for this? So there are really two different areas that you plan for or participate in related to the complete count that a, a county would. And one of that is in the area of data, and the other is obviously trying to communicate and get people to participate. So we actually started looking at data as early as in 2018 through what they call the local update of census addresses or the LUCA process. And that's where local governments have an opportunity to review and comment on the Census Bureau's list of residential addresses. So we did that and we com- we completed that in July of 2018. So we had already started working on this over a year ago in relation to some of the data that's needed. We've also recently uh, We've also recently completed another data item, which is called the PSAP process or the Participant Statistical Area Program. And that's where you're looking at census tracts, block groups, and census-designated places where you're really trying to figure out, uh, based on the number of people you're allowed in a census tract, where those different areas would be. 
and that's actually important, like I said, to some of the federal grants and programs that are initiated because they are based on census tract. And that's how ultimately the data will be um, will be reviewed and updated and looked at when they're doing the census. So it's an important exercise. So that's the data part of it. We've, like I said, just turned in our data for the PSAT process and we started looking at um, the complete count committee earlier this year. So the board actually authorized it, uh, the formation of a complete count committee in February of this year and appointed members to that in March. And we did a kickoff for it April 1st because that's one year out from the 2020 census. So that's our main focus now is the complete count committee now that we have most of the data in until the verification process is. On, on the data process, how, how time intensive was that and staff intensive and, you know, was it, you know, GIS mapping and did you get any maybe state or federal help on that at all? We didn't get state or federal help. I mean, other than having discussions with the Census Bureau on any type of questions we had, but the LUCA process, which is the address process, was mostly done um, with our Department of Planning and Zoning in our Office of Mapping and Geographic Information. They were the ones that looked at the data to um, determine that what addresses needed to be added, what addresses need to be deleted, any changes to road names, street addresses, and then they ran comparisons for residential versus non-residential addresses. So that process started, uh, I believe, at the beginning of 2018, and we finished it and turned it in in July. The PSAT process started in, uh, it started actually the beginning of the end of last year, but we worked on all the outreach for it uh, in January and February, reaching out to the towns, the incorporated towns within Loudoun, uh, some of the departments, and really, and we had different uh, work groups where we met together and actually looked at what things we think should be changed. Uh, those work groups met like three different times. We had to obviously go back to the board and present the changes, and we just uh, turned them in because there was a deadline of May 16th. So it, it, it is somewhat extensive. It's things that we, um, you know, obviously we're not doing it alone. We're trying to communicate with people um, in, the, in the county who have a stake in it and to make sure that we're getting all the things we need to um, or keeping track of all the things we need to. Yeah, so you mentioned this uh, this deadline, I think May 16th. Is that for, for every uh, local government needs to get this data updated by then? Yeah, it's my understanding. Staff are supposed to submit by the uh, May 16th deadline. May 16th, okay. All right, that's great. Um, so what are the next steps for the, the complete count committee or, or other outreach efforts or, you know, how, how is there anything on the horizon? Yeah, the count committee is going to they actually have a schedule uh, for their meetings. They had their kickoff meeting April 1st and they're going to be meeting uh, looks like once a month until April 6th. So at those meetings we'll have agendas where they you know report on what they're doing and the idea is that 
these subcommittees, they are responsible for getting people involved and to help try to spread the word in their particular area. So that's the idea of a complete count committee, is that you have main people that, in, like trusted people within the community, and they can get other participation as well. Yeah. So we'll be working on it for the next year. Yeah. So. Now, one of the things that uh, Margaret touched on last week with Katie was the fact that once the census gets rolling and you start to get real-time responses, that the census is going to work with um, localities on, you know, areas where they're not getting good response to kind of target it. Is is that some of what you're already planning for, is to to be nimble once it gets started and to react? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that the Complete Count Committee was established for was they were I'm trying, they were asked to help identify those individuals who are going to be hard to count and to um, the hard to count populations as well as specific groups and we're we're thinking for Loudon that's actually probably going to be young children there is a lot of data that shows that children under five are counted and so when we have a lot of children in yeah. Loudon County. Um, so those subcommittees are going to be trying to reach out to those groups and we'll be trying to obviously work on that. There is a, a tool and, that the census has that can show you if in the 2010 census where there were areas specific or census tracts specific to your county that had hard to, um, hard to count um, populations and and I think it actually specifies some of the demographics in that population. So you can actually see who was participating, who was not participating, and can kind of tailor your communications to address that. So we will be looking at that pretty closely to figure out how we can tailor communications in those areas we already know, based on the 2010 census, uh, they might be hard to count. And now is that a tool that's available online to anybody? Yes, I believe so, that it's tooled through the, the census. Okay. You know, one of the things that we'll do uh, following this podcast is we'll follow up with you and maybe get that um, website link. And one of the things yeah. that we can work with Gage is getting that up on so people can can look at that and maybe start uh, delving into that. That would be great. Um, yeah, I think it would be very helpful. Yeah. You know, essentially, I always learn as I'm going through this process. Of course, one of the things, uh, you know, I kind of knew, you know, that there is some internet connection issues that Loudon has in the rural areas, but it's it's kind of ironic in a way because we always hear about, uh, you know, how you know what is it, ninety percent of the world's internet traffic goes through Loudon, yeah, seventy percent, so, yeah, and yet you have areas where it's hard to get uh, access to the internet. Um, what overall, what do you think you've learned or Loudon's learned in this process, um, and, and what advice would you give other local governments who are? either just getting started or in the process of getting started on this? Yeah, I would say that I think in this process, it's, I I really learned, first of all, that how important the census is to everything that local governments do. Uh, What we receive in funding, obviously, is very, very important. What the state receives in funding, it, it all comes down to census. And the census is, like I said, only done every 10 years. And so for someone like Loudon, who has, we're estimating, I think we estimate that we'll have grown from the last census by 35% from what we were in 2010. 
that's a big deal because that's that's extra that's extra federal dollars that's extra potential state dollars things that filter through all those formulas like community development block grants all of these things that use census data it's it's important that we get this accurate count and it really does filter in through a lot of different agencies and different areas so that's one thing I would say that it's really what I've learned too I think through this complete count committee process is that it's also very very important to reach out to members of your community and really have that dialogue with them on how you can get an accurate count and that's going to be like we said by you know even establishing a complete count committee it doesn't have to exactly look like what the census says it needs to look like I think we're only doing nine subcommittees and they recommend like there's like 16 different areas they they bring up but it's really about what you need as your community and the things that you see might um might be some challenges for you in making sure you work with your community partners to address those issues so i think that's one of the things that you know loudon is really striving to do and to make sure that you know, we're using all the different resources available to us through other through others to get a complete count. Great. All right. Well, this has been, um, like I said, it's been very informative for me to learn, and I think hopefully our, our listeners and our counties will get some useful information out of this. And we'll go ahead and update our our uh, census um, uh, page on our website, which if you go to the Vaco dot org and you look under news. Uh, click under that tab, you'll see Census 2020, and we'll um, definitely that tool that you mentioned. And I know you shared with us some just some of the um, the resolutions you've done to create the the complete count commissions, and maybe that's something we can share as just kind of a template for some of our other members. So, Gwen, thank you once again for joining us uh, for the Vaco County Pulse. Thank you.